0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to worship this Sunday morning here at First Parish in Concord. Whether you are joining us from Concord, whether you are from elsewhere in the region or the country or even the world, whether you've been here a million times and on Zoom a million times, or whether it's your first time here with us this morning, welcome. I'd like to start by introducing our worship leaders this morning. My name is the Reverend Liz Weber and I am the Minister for Pastoral Care here at First Parish. And Beth, I'll hand off to you.
1: Hi, I'm Beth Norton. I'm the Director of Music Ministry at First Parish in Concord and it's great to be back with you. I also want to introduce our organist this morning who is here on film, Rob Humphreyville. Um, Will be playing uh, the organ music for us this morning, and you'll notice that the organ he's playing on is not our organ. It's um, it's the organ from uh, St. James Episcopal Church in New London, Connecticut. So, welcome, Rob. To Oops, there he is. <laughs> Thank you, Lily, for giving us the rest of Rob's, um, of Rob's prelude. Um, now I'll pass it on to Amy. Good morning. I'm the Reverend Amy Friedman. I am your minister of religious education. And I really enjoyed seeing Rob's fancy footwork there on the organ. That was a neat angle to see him play. And it's good to be back with
0: you. It is the month of August. And so it's, it's the second half of the summer. And good to be with all of you. And we have Lily here on tech with us this morning. Hello, everybody. Great to be here. So from all of us to all of you, welcome to worship. I hope you can take some time to just settle in this morning and enjoy the presence of one another's company in the chat. You can use the chat just by typing, of course, but you want to make sure that you're typing to everyone or to all panelists and participants. It varies a little bit depending on which type of device you're using, what you'll see, but just make sure that if you want to talk to everybody, you're talking to everybody. It can sometimes default to having you type just to panelists or just to one of us um, leaders who are panelists, and that means that your fellow congregants aren't gonna see your comments, which would be unfortunate. So we're glad to, have you, glad to have you talking with each other. It is good to be back and to see your names, if not your faces. this morning is adapted from Reverend Lynn Cox. She writes, come you who find yourself on a journey of surprise and wonder. Come, you who emerge into this place as an act of liberation. Come, you who seek a life of mindfulness to test your thoughts. Come, you who bring hearts of all kinds, heavy hearts, rusty hearts, hearts broken open in revelation, hearts full of love to share, Come, you who seek courage, and you who have more courage than you realize. Come, let us worship together.
1: Yes, come, let us worship together. In the Unitarian Universalist tradition, we share a ritual with other UU congregations, that of lighting a chalice at the beginning of our service. And so if you have a chalice at home, I invite you to light yours along with me right now. And then to repeat with me the chalice response, which will appear on your screen in a moment. Oh flame of our faith, open our hearts and fill our bodies and souls with persistent strength. Enliven our spirits and engage us deeply in this life of ours, this sacred, essential moment now. And now I invite you to sing with me our opening hymn this morning. Those of you who were here a little early got to hear the choir sing it. Um, It's a piece by Dr. Issay Marie Barnwell, who says, we are our grandmother's prayers. We are our grandfather's dreamings. We are the breath of our ancestors. We are the spirit of God. I invite you to join me in singing the hymn version of this. The words will appear on your screen, and some of them will repeat. Just follow along with me, with We Are.
2: For
3: each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe are for
0: gifts that they give us that we live into. This month we're going to be talking about persistence and so I want to talk to everybody right now but especially I want to talk to our kids. Persistence is um, maybe a big word but if you don't know what it means it means the ability to keep going when things get hard. Uh, You might have seen some of you um, some graphics in our political de- political memes going around a cu- couple years ago with the word persist on it, um, and that's if you did great. And if not, you could Google it and see it, see what you find. This is a time politically and with COVID-19 when we're all having to persist, all having to stick with it, keep going when the going gets tough. And that's just true in life as well. But I was thinking about persistence and I thought of Moana, the character from the Disney movie from a few years ago. Moana was super persistent. If you haven't seen the film, she's a teenager from Polynesia, which is a bunch of islands. A long, long time ago, her people were voyagers, and they explored and then settled in these islands. But now, her people just stay on the island. They don't go anywhere anymore. But Moana feels drawn to go back to the sea and do some voyaging. It's tough because her dad doesn't want her to, and so she has to persist uh, um, in listening to what's in her own heart. And we know it's important to talk with our families and to pay attention to what our parents say, what other people who love us say. And we have to listen to the people who are around us and what's within us, both. So Moana has this this calling, this message in her inner heart that she needs to go out and do some voyaging. But she also becomes entrusted with a sacred stone heart. This sacred stone was stolen from the island goddess Te Fiti, and Moana as the person who's been entrusted with it is called to journey all the way across the oceans and return this heart to Te Fiti. So eventually she persists enough to listen to that desire and call and gets brave enough to go out. She sets forth without even knowing how to sail. And so she has to be persistent to learn how to sail. And then she has to be persistent through all sorts of trials and hard times, scary moments like storms and pirates. And maybe you can think of other moments when she has to be persistent. She gets through all of those moments, but then there's this moment where everyone who has been supporting her abandons her. And she's on this big, big ocean. She's just a little girl and she's all alone and she's tired and she's frustrated. It seems like she'll never get there. She's ready to give up. I don't know if you've ever been there with something big or with something little, but just feeling ready to give up. And she actually gets so tired and frustrated that she takes this sacred stone that she's been entrusted with and throws it into the ocean and is just ready to call it quits. And then something amazing happens. The spirit of her grandmother, who she loved very much, and her grandmother who loved her very much, but who died, the spirit of her grandmother visits her. And grandmother sings a song to Moana that reminds her of who she is, of her heritage and her identity, of her ancestors. Her grandmother says, the journey is difficult, of course, and it could even leave a scar. It can, we can get hurt when we're in life. But, grandma says, listen, Do you know who you are? And Moana starts to remember. She remembers that she is a girl who loves her island, her people, who she lives with now, her family. And she's also a girl who loves the sea. She loves where she has come from. She says, I am the daughter of the village chief and we are descended from voyagers who found their way across the sea. She remembers that she is her ancestors' prayers and dreams. She says, the sea calls me, and it's not out there somewhere, it's in me. And in that moment, Moana remembers what's in her heart. She remembers her love of the sea and her need to voyage across it and this journey and this sacred stone that she has been entrusted with. How important. and how much strength she has in her and her grandmother and all of her ancestors that are rooting for her. And she sings and she says, the call isn't out there at all. It's inside me and come what may, I know the way and you can say it with me. She says, I am Moana. And she remembers and she dives into the ocean and dives very deep because that sacred stone heart has been sinking and she gathers it up and brings it back onto her boat and continues her journey. I think about Moana and I think about how persistent she was and how of course she had some time when it was just too hard and she needed some help. And one of the things that helped her was remembering her ancestors, those voyagers And the visit from her grandmother's spirit helped, remembering how loved she was. And then finding that that mission that she held in her own heart and all of those together helped her keep going. I hope when you have moments that just feel hard, that all those together can help you keep going too. That when you're ready to give up, you can ask for help from people who love you And you can remember the important things that are inside of you that can help you find a way through. I invite you to, if you're a kid, to stick around as we continue to talk about persistence. And no matter how old you are, I invite you into this reading from Reverend Monica jacobs Tennyson. Monica writes, What is it that calls you here, that calls you onward, that calls you inward, that leads you homeward? What is it that gives you the power to make that change, to ask that question, to take that journey? What is it that says you have done well, that asks you to learn more, that brings you to stillness, that holds you up in hard times? It is relationship, the beating heart of our faith. It begins when we share this hour, our truth, this air, our hearts. So our theme this month is persistence. And we wanna, I wanna talk each week about a different aspect of what helps us persist when we get to that stuck place. When we get to a place where we're having a hard time, we're ready to give up like Moana was, or we just can't see a way through. What is it that helps us find our gumption and keep going? This is August. It's a long, hot month. Some of us love summer and I'm in that camp, but I know some of us don't like summer at all and it can be kind of a slog to keep going through the summer. You're looking forward to those crisp fall leaves. So you need to now. And all of us are persisting through COVID-19 through the questions of what's next and are we on a downslope? Are we going to be facing a, a second wave? What's happening in my life and in the lives of my loved ones? How can we stay safe and still be able to have a life that feels good? All of us need to persist in these times. And in this moment of political injustice, This moment when Black lives and the importance of Black lives has been heightened again. And we have seen again how much white supremacy culture is woven throughout the threads of our country. And in this moment where we are coming up to a national election and our state and local elections, when politics are in everyone's minds, we need to persist in our commitments to love and justice. And yet that's a lot to ask, right? There's a lot going on. And so how do we persist? I have four ideas that I wanna share with you this month. And the first one is this being church, wait for it. Our spirituality can help us be persistent. By spirituality, of course I mean coming to First Parish, finding community here with each other. But that's not all I mean. I mean the things that we hold in our hearts that are important, that tell us who we are and whose we are, the relationships we have with those values, those people, our ancestors, our loved ones that we have with What's inside of us? The connection with our heart is called by some people more simply our connection with something greater than ourselves. And last year when I was at Mass General, we would sometimes shorten it to SGTO, something greater than ourselves. We'd say, how you doing with your SGTO? For some people that is connections with First Parish or with family. For some people, it can be really secular, like the Red Sox. There are people for whom they feel, I have found my group, I have found my tribe by being a fan of the Red Sox, by being part of the Red Sox nation. It's not that your spirituality is prescribed to be a certain way, but that all of us need a connection with something that's bigger, ourselves alone something greater than ourselves something to carry in our hearts when times get tough first parish though and spiritual communities in general or and religious communities in general really foster our spirituality and our connection with something greater than ourselves we come together whether in person or online or over the phone. We come together for mutual support and encouragement to spiritual growth. It's woven into our principles to encourage each other to spiritual growth. We can explore aspects of spirituality, develop spiritual practice. But we come together and we say, this is where I am, where are you? And then we take each other home we carry each other in our hearts so that if you're having a hard time, you can think, what would my friends say about this? What would my ministers say about this? What would the choir say about this? And that carrying in our hearts can help us when we feel stuck. can help us to either discern a right answer to something if we're in a, in a stuck place. Or it can help us remember that we are beloved. It can help us remember our own inner strength. Either way can get us through the hard spot to where we can keep going. So all of us have this connection with something greater than ourselves. All of us have things that we carry in our hearts, people or values that help us That are anchors of our spirituality and can help us in our persistence. And so I invite you to type into the chat now what helps you stay connected to your heart? I'll just, you can keep typing them in and I invite you to read one another's responses. But some of the things you've said are singing and music and art, insight meditation and meditation on compassion, family and dear friends, walks, the love of my son. Watching the sunset, being out in nature. Self-awareness, breathing, watching the breath. Silence. Gardening and hummingbirds, long walks with my dog, commitments to make organizations better. My loved one singing as she works. Remembering that the universe is infinite and that all things are possible and seeing the interconnections of everything around me. Holding on to loving relationships. My cat. The ocean. Music. Those are some very good anchors. Let's keep holding on to those anchors. And I invite you to, um, if you're someone who likes multiple points of of stimulation, to keep reading. And if not, then to just sing together. And let's all sing either way.
1: I invite you now to to sing with me on the chorus of this wonderful song by Chris Williamson. It's an invitation to sing. I love seeing that for many of you, singing is your anchor. And we'll sing this song, why don't you sing along and we can sing for a long, long time. It comes back quite a few times and it opens with the hymn I just played by um, by a 19th century composer named Clara Scott. Here's some words from a beautiful old hymn.
3: Open my eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open my eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing, dancing alone in the madness, there is no sadness, only the song of the soul, and we'll sing this song. Why don't you sing along, and we can sing altar. Follow your heart, love will find you, truth will unbind you. Sing out the song of the soul and we'll see.
0: I invite you into the spirit of prayer and meditation. Each week, we hold together in our hearts folks in our community who are hurting and folks in our community who are overflowing with joy. You are always welcome to contact me if you have something in your life that you would like our community to hold with you. This week, we have some sad news and some glad news. First, Keith and Karine Wortman are moving to Aliso Aliso Viejo, California this month. They will miss the First Parish community, but are looking forward to being closer to their children in retirement. Sadly, Kristen Haddad's father, Joyce Kaufman, died in his sleep in California on Tuesday. And in better news, Neil Brock is home following surgery for melanoma last week. Surgery went well, he's feeling good and his prognosis is very good. Both Kristen and Neil especially expressed gratitude for our community as did the Wortmans, and I hope that we can continue to hold them in the days and weeks ahead. Let's, if there are others who are on your heart, I invite you to call their name aloud now, knowing that all of our voices together can hold everyone who is in need and everyone who is celebrating. Who is on your heart? And let's sing together Spirit of Life. Spirit of life, spirit of love and relationship. Hold us in the web of life, in our interconnectedness, in our pain and joy alike. Help us remember that we are beloved. Hold especially Kristen and her family as they grieve for Doyce. May they be comforted. May Kristen be comforted. Hold especially Keith and Kareen. Remind them that though they may move, the connections remain. May they also delight in living closer to their children, in being, having an easier time being together as a family. Old Neil as he continues to recover from surgery and his family as they support him. May his recovery continue to be smooth. May he be held in love. May all in our community know that the First Parish is here for you. May you reach out when you are in need. May you reach out in joy knowing that all of your human experience is welcome here. May we all connect with our hearts when we need to persevere. May we connect with our belovedness, with our spiritual practices, with being out in nature, with connecting with our families, with holding fast to our values and commitments. May we remember who and whose we are, the hearts of our lives, the heart of our faith. May we find a way forward with each new day. Amen and blessed be. Perish embodies perseverance. We have remained a community steadfast for nearly 400 years. And in in our tradition, Unitarian Universalism and Unitarianism and Universalism before us, we persevere by our own work. Our ministry is shared between those who are ordained and those who are lay leaders. And our financial support for this institution comes from our membership. This is the time in our service where I invite you to give financially to this institution so that we may continue to persevere in the next 400 years. You can give by text. If this is your first time giving by text, then um, I think you just note that the system is set up to automatically talk you through and walk you through. The number will appear on your screen, but it is 978-712-2043. If this is your first time, just have your credit card ready so that you can enter those numbers. The offering will now be gratefully accepted. Mm
1: We're drawing close to the end of the service. Um, And before we we leave, I want to remind you that um, we continue to worship at 10 o'clock Eastern time um, throughout August and throughout the fall, but that much happens um, at First Paris virtually on Zoom. And to understand and to remember all of those things, you should check your FP weekly each week. That has a lot of information about our ministry continuing through the week. Um, there are two opportunities for you to meet with one another um, after the service, and I'm going to let Susan C. from our standing committee um, introduce the Zoom coffee hour. Susan, I'm going to turn off my video and let you speak.
0: Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry, I was muted. So, hi everyone. This is Susan C. I'm a member of your standing committee and I am hosting the after service coffee hour today. I would love to see you there. I would love to have everyone come. It's a great chance to get to see each other's faces again and chat just for a few minutes before we go on to our day. So, join us in the coffee hour. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Susan. Um, The the zoom link for um, for attending that coffee hour will appear in the chat and I think on the screen. Also, we have our regular worship sharing circle which will meet in a different zoom room. Our Zoom uh, link and that link will also uh, appear on the screen. So read carefully the directions depending upon which one you want to be in, although either opportunity will be a great time to get together. I think that is it for the invitations today. And so I'm going to make one more invitation, which is for you to join me in singing the final hymn, which is um, a favorite melody. The melody is a Wally Wally, which many of us know. And the text is based on 1 Corinthians, though I may speak with bravest fire. It's a hymn about love. I'm gonna turn off my video so that you can see the words that will be on the screen. Um, but i will i inv- invite you to sing with me though I may speak with bravest fire <laughs>
0: May you remember that we are our ancestors' dreams and prayers. May you remember that you are beloved. May you speak from the love that you find in your heart and may it guide you onward each day. And now I will turn off my video and we will say together the words of our first parish benediction. Go out into the world in peace, have courage, hold on to what is good, return to no person evil for evil, strengthen the faint hearted, support the weak, help the suffering, honor all beings.